Well, here we are. The end of our twelfth season of the show. Now, did I imagine when we started last fall that after being inside for 145 days due to a global pandemic that I'd spend my time ordering foraged goods online, grilling up milkweed pods, and growing out a haircut that can only be described as balding wolverine? Did I think I'd learn how to make friends with stacks of empty Amazon boxes and only talk to actual people by shouting at a screen? No. Even for someone who has popped his noggin in numerous interdimensional portals and astral-projected his very being into a common house spider, this present was impossible for me to see. Yet we kept going. We keep going, hoping against hope that one day we can find our way back to something that resembles the life we had before the life we had 145 days ago, albeit one that is forever changed, and with a national reckoning on race and equity and justice, and truly the only thing that has kept up my spirits and allowed me to get up in the morning has been the thought of you, dear listener. You out there doing your best, wearing your mask, and tuning in as we find something to hold on to together. As if the whole planet had been tipped on its side and we're all tumbling over, grasping for rocks or a branch to keep us from sliding into the muck of despair. I hope this program has given you an hour or so of joy here and there, for what greater purpose can there be here in the deep night? Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Shiva. And for the final time this season, I am pleased to be your host, guide, and guru through this next hour of regrets and revelations we call the deep night. Here, it's always 4 a.m., the moment between night and day, that liminal space where decisions are either very good or very bad. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and oh, the Gowani has thrived during this pandemic, full of vibrant pink dolphins, bright green mallards, and verdant flora. At least that's how it appears to me in the dream space. As the quarantine goes on, I've begun taking a powerful cocktail of ground-up powders, herbs, and plant medicines to help quiet my overactive mind. It's been quite a journey, and I'm so glad we've been on it together. Thank you for such an amazing twelfth season. And somehow, uh, perhaps by my own tendrils reaching out into the cosmos, but it has delivered us a perfect guest for the end of this season. Now, this season, which found us dreaming big about our place in the universe, only to have everything disrupted by a devastating catastrophe, and then us figuring out a way forward and uh, trying to get back to where we came from. Because that also happens to be the plot of a video series that launched five years ago called Other Space. Now, hold on, Dale. Why, why are we talking about something that happened five years ago? Well, uh, sometimes, as I've been saying all season, we have to look back to learn the way forward. And Other Space, while it launched back then, is finally getting a second look today. And I would argue now is the right time to do so. Created by Paul Feig, who of course directed Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters and lots of great episodes of television, Other Space features a crackerjack cast in some very silly, funny jokes about being confined, lost, and having to get along with one another. Now, I was among the devoted few who caught Other Space when it first came out, and it almost felt like I had dreamt it. 
But in fact, no, it was real. And they're finally re-releasing the entire show on a new sci-fi streaming platform. Oh, I love those. <laughs> Called Dust. Now, uh, I've long been a fan of my guest today, one of the stars of Other Space, Milana Weintraub. Now, it was just terrific that it worked out for her to beam in and talk about her work on Other Space, as well as some other topics that are not uncommon subject matter here on The Deep Night. Milana has been in TVs and movies for uh, quite some time, on TVs, I should say. I don't know how much she's actually physically crawled inside a TV, but I don't know. Sometimes you got to get in there to mess around with the cathode ray tubes. Anyhow, uh, she's been involved in a lot of things, uh, starting as a child actor and then continuing on to her adult life. She's done arcs on This Is Us, Silicon Valley, Lizzie McGuire, and Robot Chicken. And of course, she's been widely seen as Lily on those AT&T commercials. Uh, She's also been an advocate for Syrian refugees and used her platform to speak out on a number of injustices happening in our world and our country. Milana is the real deal, and it was an absolute joy to speak with her on a recent afternoon from our little remote podcast, Cubbies Coast to Coast. I hope that you will check out Other Space, but for now, let's go to my conversation with Milana Weintraub. Milana Weintraub, how are you? Oh, Dale, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the deep night. You're out there in Los Angeles? I am, yeah. That's wonderful. And you? Oh, I'm in New York. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yes, yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I am here sweating away. It's very warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not ideal turtleneck weather, but uh, we, we uh, persevere. Uh, I had to go to the dentist today, which yes. already is not a great thing. Yep. Um, you know what I don't like about it? The little dance around flossing. We all know how often I'm doing it. You don't need to, you know, put me on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. And you feel shame about that? I feel a little bit of shame about it. I do, Milana. Mm-hmm. And have you been <sighs> talking to your dentist about that? That, you know, we haven't gotten there. It's a crazy. We haven't idea. gotten there. I know. <laughs> there was a lot of other things going on, and I was, I didn't feel like I it, there was enough trust. But maybe next time, I have four months. <laughs> to build that up again. Um, now, uh, how are you doing uh, with the pandemic? Uh, ups and downs. Yeah. Kind of ride in the waves, I'd say. Uh, not always great. Some days better than... I mean, it's really... There's so much happening in the world beyond pandemic crisis that uh, really breaks my heart, dude. Gotta say. Not yes. 100% okay with any of it. Um, but... I myself and uh, my partner, my dog, my family, we're healthy and we have a home and, uh, you know, not to brag, but we haven't had COVID. So um, I'm very grateful for that. Yes. Uh, Yes. And how are you doing? How's your health? Oh, my health is okay. We're all, we're all fine. Uh, I too experienced the emotional toil of and walking to the dentist uh, uh, w- was trying for me because I get emotional every time I go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just seeing the world as it could have been, what it used to be, uh, strolling around the neighborhood and realizing it's all just gone. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very hard for me to take. So it is. It's. Uh, I, I won't. Uh, uh, this is a, a light conversation, but I do get a very uh, weepy just walking around. Me too. It's, it's a lot to take on. It's a grieving process, right? It is. 
Yeah, it we're is. going through, we're, we're all experiencing a lot of loss. Um, but I guess that's also why more than ever we're creating and so grateful for levity and comedy and jokes and a little bit of healthy distraction because there's so much that's out of our control. So the least we can do is feel good. Yes, Yeah. this is true. A little light in the darkness, we hope, for sure. Uh, and how are you uh, with the pandemic grooming? I've kind of reached a crossroads now mm -hmm. uh, where uh, my hair is so long. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it gets any longer or grayer, I'm going to have to open up a pottery studio in rural Vermont. Uh, it's a little dodgy. Yeah, I mean, your beard is also, it's not just a, a head length. Your beard is rather impressive. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, getting there. I mean, it, it might get in the way of your pottery spinning. <laughs> That's true. Get a little bit of the old uh, clay in there, a little yeah. bit of the silt. But maybe that would be your whole cell. Could, could be the signature, yeah. little texture. Just a little, little bit of DNA in every pot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's such a delight to have you here. I'm a fan of you, of you and your work. Thank you. And uh, what I didn't realize is that you've been in this business of shows since you were a kid. True. True. Yep. Appearing on the television program ER. Oh, you've heard of ER? Yes. Oh. I watched it too as I was a younger person. Hmm. Yeah, I was on it when I was a wee one. Yes. Was, that's amazing. Yep, that's you, where... You know what I like to do? Whenever I'm in Venice, Italy, oh. I splurge, and I get that private water taxi from the airport. And when you're just kind of cruising along those waves, you know, on the way to the hotel, that's the closest I'll ever feel to being George Clooney. Wow. You know what? You kind of have a little bit of Clooney energy now. <laughs> the waves in your hair. oh. Do I know how to flatter or do I know how to flatter? You are setting me up. I love it. Uh, but yes, can, to be. Can you tell me more about Venice, Italy. I've never been, and I did not. Is that a? Could you really take a water taxi? Oh yes, oh, many cool. different. You can take a kind of uh, the Vaporetto. You can take the water taxi with many other people, or uh, if you and you can also arrive via bus and then walk in. But I like to take the airport, and then you drag your bag all the way through. In the old days, it wasn't closed or air conditioning, but now they've figured it out. Mm -hmm. A lot of moving walkways, and you go and you go and you go and you go, and then you get a little a, a private water. It's like a limousine, mm. but on the water. And you just zip across the waves, and you're there, and you're jet-lagged because you've flown all night. And you wake up in this beautiful place. It's it's magical. Ugh. You have to go when everything clears up. Yeah, that's. I was just thinking that as you were saying it. That'll probably be my first stop. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you can walk around. Great food. Anyway, you don't need me to sell you. I think the Italians know how to celebrate life. That that's what's going to be great after this is all over is being around people who are have a, a hunger for joy. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. It'll be like the musical hair, an explosion of joy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that what happens in that? I'm not, it's been a while. Um, now, uh, you do so many things. You're funny in everything. Okay. And uh, we're going to get to the reason why we're talking today. But I wanted to tell you, I was especially fond of this series of shorts that you've been doing for Comedy Central. Uh, yeah. And uh, they vary. Uh, but the one that I really... Oh, yes. Well, uh, the one that I wanted to bring up was this one where you uh, kind of form a mutual bond about somebody in the office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mutual enemy. Yeah. Yes. And that's you and Akilah Hughes? That's me and my friend Akilah Hughes. Yeah. 
it's uh it's a sketch about the the universal feeling of bonding over hating the same person and kind of that moment before where you're afraid to be the one to talk shit but as soon as the dam is broken there is this incredible ecstasy that takes over the friendship and a strong bond and so that's um a little bit of what's magically uh visualized in the sketch Yes, yes. There's always somebody that has to hold the negative energy in an office space. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's great when you can coalesce around that and, <laughs> and, and talk about it. Um, now, how did that come about? Did you, you, you had done some uh, many things with, uh, on YouTube. Uh-huh. Did you uh, meet Akila then during that time? Yeah, we met at VidCon, which is a video conference. Kind of. It's a conference for video makers, for yes. creators and uh we were on a panel about activism, I believe, and she was just so funny and good and smart. And um, we immediately were like, oh, God, I hope we get to work together one day. And so when this opportunity with Comedy Central came up, it was so natural for us to partner up. That's great. And how many of these things have you done? We've just done the three. And those are the ones that are on Comedy Central website and on YouTube now. And there's the patty cake one, uh, the office one, and what's the third one? It's called Make It About You, the game show. Okay. Um, where it's it's a thing that we all do when we have conversations, but the the game of competitive narcissism. <laughs> yes, and I've I've encountered that in the podcast community myself. <laughs> yeah, in every community. And probably a little guilty of it too. Oh, but sure. uh, I mean, that's what all the sketches are. They're all pointing back at us being the assholes, honestly, because even just talking shit is such a, a gross thing that we we feel terrible when we're doing it, but also keep doing it and uh, make it about you is a thing that we just also, I mean, I have to constantly call myself out for doing it, but I think Part of what I'm learning as I get older is that I'm not perfect. I know it's crazy, but I'm not perfect. And as long as I can point it out, learn from it, and maybe laugh at it, then I'm making some progress. That's key. It's key, isn't it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm about to make it a little bit about me as I (laughs) set this this up. Tell me all about you. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you're here today really to talk about this project that you did five years ago. Can you believe uh, it? Other Space. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I I love it. Uh, <laughs> and I will tell you, in the old days when we used to travel via aeroplane, uh, they, 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 they had the movies. Do you yeah. enjoy watching the movies oh, on the plane? I love the movies on aeroplanes. Yes. That's one of my favorite things about flying. Yes, and uh, I, I especially when Delta added all the classics. Mm-hmm. So I watched Sunset Boulevard, Lawrence of Arabia, Ooh. as they were intended oh. to be seen on a nine-inch screen. Tiny screen with bad words replaced with slightly less bad words. Yes, throw in a few inter, uh, uh, interjections from the captain. Uh, ideal, <laughs> just ideal. But so I was watching one of these things, and I, you know, I go to a lot of wellness conventions, a lot of crystal gatherings. Sure. Uh, you know, ask me about squeezing a Reiki table into the back of a Honda Fit. I know how to do it. Anyhow, uh, uh, we one of these trips, we were going out maybe the West Coast, and uh, love the classics, but sometimes I like to mix it up. And I turned on some of the TV thing that they had there. You know, a selection. I'm not even really positive what channel it was under, but Other Space came up. Well. Wow. 
And I watched all of it, and I just thought, this is fantastic. It has so many great comedy people. Paul Feig is behind it, directing it. You got the Mystery Science Theater people involved. Yeah. Uh, it just was so great. And now that's five years ago. Then right. I get a thing in my inbox saying, hey, other space is coming out again. Right. What's going on with it? Well, it was released at this time kind of at the forefront of um, online brands being media distributors. I'm not really sure how to talk about this, but it was at a time where Yahoo was about to start creating their own original content and um, and releasing other people's content. And then after they made other space, in addition to releasing, I think it was maybe the seventh or eighth season of Community and other great shows, um, they, they were like, actually, we can't do television. We don't know how to do television. We're not going to do, we're not equipped to do television. We're not suited to do this. And um, with the death of Yahoo originals went other space. And it's unfortunate because it was really special and um, had this amazing fan following that was so loyal and kind and really felt themselves represented in this crossover of nerdum and sci-fi and comedy um which also feels like home to me and a lot of the cast so it was um was a real shame when it no longer when we couldn't make more seasons or more episodes and so now that it's getting re-released and people can actually see it and love it and then i don't know maybe one day we'll make more of it wishful thinking who knows um it it feels really really special yeah it, i'm just I think, you know, so many really, really talented people worked very hard on it. Amazing writers, amazing directors. Uh, Neil Casey is a revelation. If you guys don't know his work, he's so, so special. Um, yeah. Eugene Cordero and Karen Sony and Connor Leslie. I mean, uh, Bess Rouse, just like really, really fantastic weirdos. And um, so I'm, I'm excited for the world to just get a bit of that. Absolutely. I am too. I share your enthusiasm, obviously. And uh, it is shocking that a web portal didn't make it as a content creator, but <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I remember the old days. Yeah, um, yeah. But and, and what so uh, it's a very uh, uh, kind show. It has oh, a real big heart to it, doesn't it? It does. And that's just a little bit of not to be a kiss ass, but that's just a little bit of Paul Feig television right there. Yeah, yeah. He's got such a big, generous heart and things that he puts his name on and puts his mind to and his brand to really come out with that big heart. And and also, he loved this project, still loves this project. And um, so it was, all, it was a lot about having fun. And I think you feel the fun when you watch it. Absolutely. And it's a classic space uh, setup yeah. where uh, the, the crew sets out to do one thing and then whoop, they, they get uh, blooped into another universe and have okay. to figure out, you know, kind of how to get back. Not unlike a Voyager or one of these other uh, uh, classic Star Trek ep, uh, series or, you know, it's a, yeah, a, it's a reliable Star uh, Trek and a, and a workplace comedy. <laughs> Yes, yes. And what I love everyone's kind of casual approach yeah. to uh, space travel. Yeah. Like you all just know what to do. Your character, uh, Tina, 
mm-hmm. uh, right? Who is also uh, what uh, Uzbeki yeah. uh, descent. Mm-hmm. She is. She's. Yeah, she's kind of a boy crazy, right? Kind of love crazy. Well, Tina is based very closely on me, who is <laughs> also Uzbek and also love crazy. I see. I see. Um, <laughs> And but uh, speaking to the sort of like just ha- has knowledge of how things work, she's able to do complicated. You know, she might be a little bit of a mess in her personal life, but if you need her to do a complicated fuel extraction, boy, she just waves her hands. I mean, she's a modern day feminist. Honestly, yes, <laughs> she is not one thing. She is not to be pigeonholed. She can be boy crazy and fly a spaceship. She's an incredibly <laughs> capable young woman. Yes. True, she's a floozy. But there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but she also gets her heart broken in the show and she kind of deals with the repercussions of that in a very fun and sloppy way. And um, but then, you know, pulls it together. Lots of adventures with Tina. (laughs) Absolutely. She's not too unlike a sort of uh, uh, Deanna Troy from the Star Trek Next Generation series or something. Just a little messier, able to like allow the the cracks to show a bit. I'll tell her you said that. Oh, good. I also love that everyone's devices are just clear pieces of plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that the set is like pretty much foam. And um, (laughs) yeah, I think a part of what we were trying to do is uh, kind of create that sense of nostalgia that comes with the shows that a lot of people loved growing up. And adding more modern comedy to them. Yes, yes. And uh, as, uh, this time that we're in, where everybody's stuck inside and having to deal with one another, I mean, it's a perfect moment for a, a space comedy such as this. That's true. Everyone is very stuck on this spaceship. Kind <laughs> yes. of like quarantine. Yes. That's true. I did not think of that. Good point, Dale. Oh, happy to make it. Uh <laughs> And, I mean, it's been 150 days or whatever. Uh, I could make it to Mars, you know? Yeah. Send me. Sure. I mean, it's, what's the difference, really? Your apartment or a spaceship flying through the universe? No. No different. Tomatoes, tomato. Square footage-wise, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I know things are a little different in L.A., but uh, here in Brooklyn, my gosh. Uh, I mean, the I'm wingspan is the apartment. food. I'm also trying to figure out how to make food out of powdered ingredients, you know, yes. crafty. Those pills would be nice, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't they be nice? I mean... <laughs> any, any pills, but I meant those food pills. <laughs> any pills would be great right now. I'll take whatever you got. <laughs> I don't care what they do to me. I just want to feel anything other than my feelings. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, our, you know, there, oh, I remember now. So there's this thing about sci-fi that I really love, which is that it kind of plants this, because, because sci-fi attracts really smart viewers, it, um, and those viewers end up being uh, scientists and engineers and inventors. Uh, when sci-fi plants a seed, it sometimes becomes an actual technology you know, like the Apple Watch or a tablet or um, or self-driving cars, things like that. And um, so, yeah, I have hope that maybe our food tablets are something that are one day, um, you know, uh, manifested <laughs> into real life. 
<laughs> yes. Well, of all those space uh, kind of shows, this one feels the most realistic in a sense. Really? Why do you think? Uh, the kind of personalities and level of skill that it, uh, the, um, the, as I said, the kind of like everybody has a certain amount of knowledge, but we're still the people we are. <laughs> we haven't like advanced as a society. We're just the same people in a different room. Yeah, we're still entirely petty and selfish and caring and you know we're all the layers of humanity but we happen to be quasi experts in the field of flying a spaceship <laughs> right right which is complicated sure. i mean once you're once you're going though yeah, what's really happening by itself you'd think <laughs> you'd think you think did <laughs> it to any astronaut or or pilot. Well, you just kind of know how to take off, right? But once it's up in the air, you just you let the thing just, autopilot, right? It's just floating. Basically, and it lands itself, right? It seems to. I think we're also uh, marking the 50th uh, anniversary of the moon landing, aren't we? 51st. Uh, let, me, 51st. Uh, let me just check with the producers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Oh, what's up? <laughs> 51. Yeah, 51. I guess that's 51. That's what Susie says. Yeah, that, it's nice to time that with uh, the re-release of Other Space. That was entirely you're... intentional. Yeah. Um, are you a claustrophobic person? No. No. No, I like I like tiny spaces. Yeah, I gravity blanket. I homework in a bathroom. <laughs> I really yeah. yeah, I I find sometimes big spaces a little distracting. Like I sure. think for, for concentration. I like I like a tight space, and I yeah, yeah and I like like uh, cuddle puddles. <laughs> and, um, I yeah, I am very happy to be surrounded by people. Uh huh. Th that's where everyone piles on and 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 hugs. Is oh, that you, what a cuddle? At your crystal conferences. <laughs> Sometimes I don't get to all the rooms. Oh yeah yeah. There's def there's always a floor room, which is just a room with no furniture in it and people laying on top of each other. Every crystal conference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I, I have to You've been to floor parties. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do, you did okay with your homework then in a small in a bathroom. Yeah, I would uh pull away I had like this big uh flat laundry hamper and I would sit on, on the toilet, close the lid, sit on the toilet, pull the hamper up and use that as my little desk. And um, even now, sometimes if I have to like, if I'm reaching a writing deadline or I really need to focus on something, I'll go into, I have like a walk-in closet and I'll go into the walk-in closet and do some work. It's, oh. it's bizarre human comfort, but what, I mean, brains are weird and no one's normal. So that's just what sometimes works for me. But you ask if I'm claustrophobic because of the spaceship. Yes, that was the original question. Yeah. 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 Are you claustrophobic? Um, th there is a moment that I have. Uh, talk about the airplanes. I don't like the window seat. I like the aisle mm -hmm. uh, because I like to be able to get up at my leisure. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like to. Here's the thing. Probably that has to do with me wanting to avoid conflict. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or interacting or putting anybody out. See, I have some Canadian roots and I don't ever want to bother anyone. Uh, so that's part of it. But I have a moment where I feel a little like tenseness mm. around it. But then I can relax and be very comfortable in almost any space. And w when you're sitting in the aisle, just 
just a little uh, question for you, Sir Dale. Um, yeah. When you're sitting in the aisle seat and someone from the window needs to get up, do you feel extremely bothered by getting up to let them out? Extremely bothered? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no. I understand that that's just the social contract and I can play my part. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm always a little baffled when they don't get up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on the long flight, I think, gosh, how do they do it? Um, Just a small but, catheter, uh, a travel catheter. I guess so. There's some kind of system in place. Yeah. I don't mind getting it. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting that you're, you don't want to bur- um, uh, worry someone or bother someone when you yourself are not really bothered by it, but there's the assumption that other people would be bothered by it. Yes. Yeah. My whole thing is, and this has not served me well career-wise, but I wanted to glide through life making as little impact as possible, just being a kind of like invisible. I don't like slogans on the T-shirts. That makes me uncomfortable, you know, because then somebody's going to talk to you about it. Mm. We don't need to have that. Are you a person who hates running into people you know in like a coffee shop or on the street or something? No, I'm okay. No, I enjoy friendships. They're meaningful you enjoy to me. Friendship. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But if I happen to be wearing a Philadelphia Phillies ball cap, uh-huh. I don't want to get into it about the, the games because I picked that hat uh, for reasons not related. I like the P. I like the color of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to get into it about the more of an aesthetic. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's interesting. We we kind of a lot of us do that. We assume that we're putting uh, pressure on someone else, even though if it were us, we feel no pressure about it. So I don't know something to look at within yourself, Dale. Yeah, well, maybe when I talk to my dentist about my feelings, I can bring that up. Bring that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now uh, uh, we uh, are you an only child too? No, I have a little sister. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, I love her. Her name wonderful. is Brianna. She out there too? She's very close. Yeah. Oh, good. She's just a, a quick car ride away. Wonderful. That's good. You need to pod, is what they say. Yeah. Although of people that are not infected. We each other's pods because um, she has a job that she needs to go to. And uh, that requires her to interact with people. And so we're not quite, we haven't quite, you know, maskless hugged. We haven't quite swapped up particles yes well someday oh someday (laughs) i hope my sister can spit into my mouth like the old days (laughs) wouldn't that be something um now that uh before uh i I forget to say it the other space is going to be on a new platform yeah is that right called dust dust yeah which is actually like perfect for a space show don't you think space dust it's good for anything we're all cosmic dust tell me more about that well, we're, there's only so much stuff in the universe. Mm-hmm. It's neither created nor destroyed, right? Right. And so we just endlessly recycle. Mm-hmm. So our building blocks just keep getting, you know, put into whatever the cycle is, and then we emerge once again. Hmm. Not and and is that like a reincarnation, or is that different? I mean, yes, I think so, but also like a little bit of science. Like there's only so much stuff, right? <laughs> a little bit of soul, a little bit of science. <laughs> it's a very loose science, I think. I guess energy is neither created it nor destroyed. destroyed. Uh, right. Matter would be a different thing altogether. But then you put in some dark matter, and I don't know what we've got then. I think nobody does. I think that's why it's still called dark matter. Just kind yeah. of, we're in the dark about it. 
but I do believe we're all connected, and I do believe we're all kind of of the same thing. So we 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 share. I mean, much people more have water. Common. How about that? Water is, you know. Thank you. Right, yeah. like that just keeps traveling through us. Somebody once told me that like Cleopatra's tears could be somewhere right now. Isn't that and lovely? That turned into the earth, and then we pulled water out of the earth. Yeah. So, and there are there are underwater uh, underground water passageways everywhere. So yes. Yes. Kind of a an ex, a, a physical example of that. Oh yeah, I can grok it. Grok I'm it. into it. I'm into it. Um, and uh, generally, do you prefer science or magic? Oh, that's such a good question. I Is it an either or? Because don't they kind of work hand in hand? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I mean, I, I think like astrology is a little bit of uh, magic and a little bit of science. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, wouldn't that be true for crystals too, Dale? It is. Uh, I, I've been doubting it, given all of everything that's going on. Sometimes yeah. I worry they're just rocks, but uh, I still, uh, <laughs> I still charge them up. Uh, I'm still worried about people hexing the moon. Uh, I, I, no, I believe in all of it enough. The moon is that a thing people can do? Isn't the moon so much more powerful than any person? Yes, but apparently some TikTok witches got involved with no. some kind of fairy folk, uh. and they 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 upset the gods. You know, TikTok witches are the most powerful witches. No doubt. And they're all ex-Mormons, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a fun fact about TikTok witches. They, <laughs> they realized that they needed caffeine and believed in science <laughs> and then decided to be witches. Yeah. Well, if they could cool it with the hexes on. On the moon. Come on. <laughs> on the moon. Friend. Honestly, there is sometimes the moon is so good looking. I want to make love to it. Yeah. It's, Do you ever look at the? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like open to being in relationships with the moon. Sure. I, that's not really how I flow, but sometimes yeah. I do want to like hold it tight and make love to it. Yeah, that's a celesti sexual. Celesti sexual. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now we encounter a few of those. <laughs> Have you ever looked at it though through the telescope? You just think, gosh, that's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I can't believe it. I think about the moon all the time. And I, I make a sound. Every time I see the moon, I go, Moony! Every time. Um, <laughs> I've sang songs to the moon. Sure. I've made songs for the moon to dance to. Yeah. Uh, for the moon to dance, not for me to dance, but for the moon to continue dancing. Um, and those are more of like a Spanish samba. Or like, Naturally. A, you know, maybe more of like a Latin dancer kind of. That's how I see the moon. Um, although sometimes when I only see half the moon or a sliver, I get upset. I feel like that's a fucking waste of a moon. Yeah. There's yeah. just nobody on earth can see it right now. What a fucking waste. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're right there. <sighs> just come out a little bit further. Just, I mean, why Move the shadow. exist if not for humans to consume? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, speaking of consuming, uh, uh, you and I have something in common in that uh, for a little while, yeah. uh, uh, 
I provided the voice to a, a big brand that was out there, uh -huh. a, a America's leading mouthwash. And uh, <laughs> uh, when that was going on and people were bringing out the bold, uh, uh, I had a nice little thing happening. And then the other day I caught they were running the things again. So these old ads kind of came back. And yeah. you're associated with some kind of telephony. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and those ads came back. They did. And it, you, as Lily, yeah. are there? Were you doing those ads yourself, putting that all together? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of help, but yeah. none of those people were in my home. But yeah, yes. we were we were recording those ads in my living room. It's amazing. Well, they're very effective, and it was great <laughs> to see uh, the character back. I don't know. Is there kind of a spokesperson hang? Oh, like like a club that we're all a part of. Yeah. No, I have met um, Carly Folks, who was the T-Mobile girl for a while. Oh. Um, friendly? Super friendly. Okay. Um, can you imagine if I use this podcast to just rag on another person? Um, no, she was uh, adorable and so funny and so talented and such a real, surreal person. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I, um, if there is a club... They do not want me as a member. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up. Out. <laughs> I did ride the elevator once with Flo, but uh, again, I didn't want to interact. Yeah. So. No, that would have been odd. Yep. Um, well, uh, I know we're kind of running out of time. Do you have a heart out there? Are you okay? I'm okay. Okay. Uh, we're, we're getting close. Good. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I know. I know. Um <laughs> Well, you've been associated with a number of different kind of nerdy properties yeah. right out there. Um, and, and I'm sure we can't talk about Squirrel Girl, but I'm excited for that to happen at some point. I don't know. Who knows? Even the, But you do the voice for the character. I do. Right? And that yeah. is the most fun. That's the most fun. Our voiceover stuff is the best. Yeah, uh, for kids because you really just get to be a full loon. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, are you nerdy yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am I'm definitely tech nerdy. I love uh -huh. tech stuff. I love futurism. I love thinking about VR. Um, I love thinking about what the world could look like one day. Um, and I love some some comics, but I'm I, I don't know. I mean, nerd is changing. Nerd is so many things. Because yes. now I'm also like a politics nerd and like an activism nerd and like an astrology nerd and you know a nerd is just a thing that you want to invest your time into that doesn't necessarily have a monetary reward it's just something that you study and dive into because it's fun yes yeah a uh, deep interest I would say. And uh, all of those things are great. Uh, I know you've done a lot of activism and a lot of speaking out and all those things. I really appreciate all the all that kind of work that you're doing. So thank you for that. Um, and I, I do. Uh, astrology, can you just tell me uh, uh, what your what your sign is? I'm a Pisces. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah I should have asked that up top. I'm a Pisces. Um, I'm a Virgo rising. I um, I know it's a it's good balance actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm definitely a little bit of a dreamer. We need it. Yeah. We need it. And you? Uh, Libra. 
Oh, nice, nice. Yes. And uh, I like to dream, but then I like to backtrack and think about the very practical uh, side of things and then run back over to the fantasy thing, say I'll never do that again, and then immediately go and do that thing. And then also like kick yourself because you have a perfectionism tick that you need to meet that's not always quite met. And so there's some anxiety there about that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes that's exactly. That's a fun ride to be on. <laughs> well, <laughs> what choice do I have? Right. <laughs> but it's perfect. It, it it definitely is always, whenever I read about it, I'm always that thing, 100% that thing. So I, I agree. <laughs> All of those traits. But uh, I'm excited to see uh, what you come up with as you dream about a better day uh, in the future. Um, maybe we can all participate in that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> It would be good. And uh, I'm so thankful for you spending some time with me uh, here today, Milana. This has been great. Dale, you're such a joy. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so I'm so happy to meet another weirdo. <laughs> a fellow weirdo. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do a little singing at the moon the next time I see it. That's for uh, sure. Sing at the moon and think of me. <laughs> Will do. All right, Milana. Uh, I wish you good health and safety. Godspeed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sending you big hugs. Goodbye. Bye. I mean, what a way to end this season. I'm so thankful for Milana for joining us. Joy is real and joy is still out there. It might look like just a lone firefly on the horizon on a dark summer night, but it's out there. And I hope you keep searching for it and keep finding it hold on to it if you do. The past is fascinating, and there's great wisdom in what came before, but maybe our future can be decided more by our actions now. Maybe the thing we're making together is entirely new, and we should be excited by that opportunity. I know I am. I leave this season not as the person I started out as, and that's a good thing. And while we, together, mourn and we grieve, we learn, we push on, we recalibrate. We talk, but we listen more, and we create space for new ideas to take root. I'm so pleased to be in this world with you and to see what you do next. Well, thank you for listening to this show, for interacting with me, for your attention and kindness. Thanks to all my guests who have appeared this season and the musicians we featured in our spotlights and to everyone who's contributed to our live shows and our live to YouTube events. Now, some of it has been a little creaky as we learn, but it's always filled with a great deal of love. I hope that is felt. What does our future hold? Well, that's yet to be seen. I'm not sure I can quit you just yet, but I want to be sure we return in a way that's meaningful. Until then... I wish you all good health and good healing. And remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by HarvestWorks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening and this season, I encourage you all to leave your portals open.